Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. In today's episode, we're talking about rent to own, and I'm, boy, those sound like bad words from a long time ago where, you know, if you couldn't afford to buy the furniture, you could go and rent to own it and essentially pay two or three times that, what, what it's worth. But this is totally different. This is a new way of getting into home ownership, right, Carla? Yeah, well, it is totally different, but it is a bit of a flashback. So we can go back to the early 90s because this was happening then. I, I remember it. I was newly working in Century 21 office and we had a number of rent to own files. And I really didn't know what that meant, except the lady in conveyancing just kept saying, just put them to the back of the pile, put them to the back of the pile. Because in a real estate office, you're always dealing with the closings, right? As things close and those don't close for years. And I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it uh, because I was new into this industry, but rent to own means essentially that you are buying a property, but you are renting it for a period of time. And I think this is going to become more and more popular because we do know that a large percentage of people want that dream of home ownership. So they're going to, as interest rates have risen, house prices have risen, they're going to be looking at options on how they could maybe go about doing this. And all of a sudden, rent to own is going to become popular. Can you just give us the basics for those who don't know how rent to own works? I was just going to say, like, what is rent to own? Uh, so that is where a vendor is financing you as the buyer in the property. So you're no longer going through a traditional banking mortgage situation at this point. Instead, the vendor is going to hold on to the title of the property. You're going to have this agreement in place. It's a legal agreement. And you are going to be paying the seller, call that vendor, however you want, the owner of the property, X amount of dollars. And you've agreed that a percentage of that is going to go towards the purchase price is usually how we see it work. Portion of the down payment, you're essentially saving it with the owner. Exactly, exactly. And usually can last two to three years, maybe more, uh, until you're in a position where then you're going to have enough down payment where now you can get a traditional mortgage and then buy the property yourself and now own title to it, or you know, situations change. But I think that this is almost a false security for the owner of the property because they think they've sold their house. So you have to be mentally prepared that you've sold your house, but maybe not. It used to be a very high risk business to be in for the investor and for the renter. Cause if the renters missed a payment, you can literally forgo yeah. everything. Yeah. And I've heard people who are doing, using this strategy to sell their property, say we get to hand pick who it is. So now there's no risk so we can manage it ourselves. And I'm like in actually in rent to own, oh. I think that this would be where you would want a property manager. 100% to manage that. Because can you imagine now you have almost like two people that are emotionally tied to thinking that they're going to own this property, but the person who's purchasing really is just a tenant or a resident right now. And you think they're going to look after the property exactly like a homeowner, but maybe not. Like, I think it is like incredibly risky if you don't have the right professionals in place to do this. Uh, so it's got to be structured properly. And then maybe we should give them a list of who we think should be involved in that type of transaction. 
Yeah, I mean, you said it already. For sure, you want to have a property manager in between those two parties to make sure that everything is being done correctly. But I think without fail, both the buyer and the seller or the tenant and the current owner need to have their own individual legal counsel. I would never sign a rent-to-own agreement without going to see a lawyer if I was the buyer. And I would certainly never just go and do one online as the investor, hoping that it's going to be sufficient. Because what you're up against on the legal side is you still have the rentalsmen or the residential tenancy branch. They still have power and authority until title is changed. And you've got this limbo savings down payment money that's a part of the rent, right? And you actually have to specify in the agreement what part goes to rent and what part goes to this down payment savings scheme, I would call it. So a lawyer. You're a big proponent, I can see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Well, I mean, it's going to have its place. And you mentioned two to three year contracts. I think with the way that the mortgage market is going, I think we're going to see even three to five year agreements just to accumulate enough equity, right? Oops, I just used the equity word. Well, wait a minute. It's based on a predetermined purchase price. That's usually how this works. So in the year one to five, whatever the term is, who gets the upside or downside of equity if there's a change in market condition? Again, something you may even want to have a realtor involved in. I was going to say, well, none of us have a crystal ball because if you go out three or five years and you look at house pricing in just your own local market, how much it has changed, that's actually really scary, right? So I would say proceed with caution when you're going into a rent to own. And the other key person I think that to be involved beside, like you've mentioned the realtor and the independent lawyer, you need independent lawyers. Having like if something goes wrong, who's the lawyer representing if you're trying mm-hmm. to do this together? And I would say you also need a mortgage broker. You need somebody, the right mortgage broker, the mortgage broker who's going to be your creditor advisor, because often people get into this rent to own scenario because maybe they can't get into home ownership. So it's really important to understand what you need to do in order to get into home ownership, because what happens after that? <laughs> We've gone from two to five years. That's so scary, actually. But go to two to five years and you go to try to get a mortgage. But now your mortgage broker says, well, you just bought two new cars in your household. You actually don't qualify anymore. So getting some really good credit advice is going to be essential to make it successful in the end. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, There is a component that we haven't talked about yet, and that is... There's insurance components, right? So you still have to insure it as a rental property. You still have to insure the rental income. The tenant still needs to have tenant insurance until they take title, right? And then it's from a tax planning perspective, right? You may be subject to capital gains tax. And question for your accountant is, is this money that you're holding in trust in your rent-to-own scheme, is it taxable income or is it a capital gain? And I personally know people who have gone through this, who have done rent-to-owns and have landed on either side of it was an immediate capital gain or it was an immediate taxable income. And that could have been related to the way that the agreements were drawn up. Finally, not to shock you, 
not all lenders want to do rent-to-own transactions, okay? Why? Because one, it's essentially a private sale. Two, some lenders consider it obviously a a not at arm's length transaction. You're already living in the home, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to want to see the rent-to-own agreement. And if the lender or the mortgage insurer doesn't like the way it's written, you may have extra complexities with the appraisal, with fair market values, et cetera, et cetera. So whilst I think that there's a place for it and, and there's certainly a market for it, tread with extreme caution. And I think the reason they don't have great success rates like closing rates on rent-to-owns is not just because people don't make the payment, but because of all of the other minutiae of details that someone forgot to cover at the beginning, right? So we said property manager, mortgage broker, lawyer, realtor, and accountant. That's five different professional services that you all should or would probably have paid a fee for, maybe not up front, maybe at the end, who Mm -hmm. knows? But then one does question, would you have been better off renting and setting money aside each month and then taking that money that you set aside in a savings account and buying a home like most people do? So it's that old saying, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And I think a lot of people will gravitate to this, but I would just, like we said, proceed with caution. It's going to be a buzzword, I think. You're going to see that acronym RTO, rent to own, all over the place with what's happening just from an economic standpoint in Canada. Just be careful and make sure that you've looked at it from all different angles with professionals. That's all we're saying. We're not trying to scare you, right? Like, don't scare people, Adrian. No, no, no. We're just keeping it real. Now that's real property management. Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.